Welcome to Follow the Calling. Be confident in knowing how to get the results you want. Be secure in knowing who you really are. Be inspired by the possibility of the difference you're here to make. Follow your calling and experience true fulfillment. In this podcast, we are going to explore what it takes to follow the calling and experience true fulfillment in your life. Now, Andy and I have both for like many years in our lives, actually, um, felt like there was something more for us, but we didn't know exactly what that looked like or how we were going to get it. So this is one of the first areas um, that we're going to explore. And I just want to hand it over to you, Andy, and ask, you know, what did this look like for you? Give us a little taste. Well, that, that feeling of more, that, that, yeah. Basically, yeah. For me, what that was, you know, ever, I think ever since I left school, you know, I, I left school not knowing really what I wanted to do. I just knew that there was nothing really on the being offered to me on the table in the way of work and jobs that I knew of that I really felt I wanted to do. And I just kind of started in a job here and there and I went from one thing to the next and I was never really that fully engaged in work or in the work that I was doing. You know, I was working hard. I was willing to go and work for a living, but I wasn't truly engaged. I felt like I had to put my life on hold in order to earn a living right from the word go straight out of school. That's how I felt. You know, and that, to be honest, that didn't change right away throughout. And I just kind of drifted from one job to the next. I fell into one thing, fell into another. And it just didn't feel like my life was my own, if I'm honest. You know, it felt like there was me on the inside and then there was this life on the outside and the two just didn't match. And of course, you know, this is our... I personally, and I think this this is the case for a lot of people, found myself like living for the weekend, so to speak, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the time when you can go home and be yourself and do what you want to do and just forget about having to be somebody and do something in order to be accepted or, you know, <laughs> all of that stuff. You just get to relax and be you, right? And, and I... And, and for me, that division became wider and wider and wider. And over many years, I think really, if I'm honest about it, um, I developed a fair amount of resentment that this is what my life was. You know, it was like my, that my life was not how I wanted it to be. And the world was not set up for people like me to thrive. That was the story that I had running, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, there was just this sense that, oh my God, there has to be more to life than this. And I had no idea what that was, let alone how to get it. I mean, really I was, and so much so that I just put it completely to the back of my mind, right? Because it was, it felt so, it's such an impossibly big um, mountain to climb to answer that question. In fact, I didn't even know what the question was I was asking, if I'm honest. Mm. You know, it felt like I had no access to even understanding what this dissatisfaction was. I just kind of took it that that's the way it was. That's the way life is. 
and I just allowed that to be in the background. And because of that, that's that's why this resentment built in me, and I just become more and more disillusioned to the point where I just couldn't take it any longer. You know, it was like I was just losing interest in everything around me, my family. You know, I grew up and you know met. Uh, my, my current partner who I've been with 17 years we've had two beautiful children together we've got a nice home together and yet all everything on the surface seemed like I had everything that you know you would want or require or, or desire in life mm-hmm. and I was truly grateful for all those things but yet I was at the same time it wasn't enough there was something still missing and I felt really bad actually for wanting more because on the surface of it, I had everything. And there's so many people in the world that have far less than me. And mm-hmm. yet I still could not connect with my life in a way that felt like I could be genuinely and authentically fully engaged and grateful for everything. It was like, yeah, okay, I've got a nice life, but it just doesn't feel like my life, you know? And it was like it, it led me into a space of asking these questions because it got me to the point where I couldn't carry on any longer. You know, it, it, it was breaking me. It was starting to come between me and my relationships, me and my my ability to remain present and, and, and open with my children. And that started to really bother and scare me. And that was out of my control, by the way. That was like that started to happen all by itself and, and life was starting to fall apart out of my control and it was terrifying to me and so I, I I was like I have to sort this out because I can see myself going into a downward spiral fast here um if I don't pull out of this I'll be in trouble and you know I, that's not who I want to be for my family well that's not who I want to be full stop mm-hmm. and you know these these questions this, this is a big question. And I think the first thing for me to do was to, to figure out what was the question I was a- asking. And it, it turned out to be the question was, what is this feeling of more? What does it look like in my life to fulfill this feeling of more? Like to have this feeling not be there, to, to have it be that my life is my own, you know? And that's what really set me out on this journey of questioning. You know, and, I, and I'm sure that yourself, you know, you have a very a very parallel, a very different, but a very parallel story too, right? I mean, how, how is it for yeah. you? Yeah. So gosh, there's so many things coming up for me in listening to you share. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like I want to say all my life, um, but, es- but especially when I went into the world of having a career, mm-hmm. um, I felt like there was something more for me and, and I feel like I've spent many years chasing what that was having kind of an indication as to what that was, but not knowing exactly, you know, taking more courses, getting more certifications and, um, and, and then either not, not even starting the courses or not completing them, or if I did completing that complete them, then like not doing anything with them. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, I, in, in my career, after I went to college, after I started checking the boxes, right. Um, (laughs) of all the things that I'm supposed to do in my life, uh, go to college, get a real job, get married, have children, um, you know, some of which actually haven't happened for me either, but, but in, in beginning, even, even in beginning to do that, like I went in, um, to school to be a doctor, decided I didn't want to do that, threw everything out the window and just said, okay, now what am I going to do? And then ended up going into nursing, which is something that I already knew that I didn't want to do. Mm. Uh, and that's a whole nother story. But, um, but I, you know, I just, it was a means to an end for me in doing that. And it wasn't my intention to stay there, but I ended up like not moving past that either. And from the, from the word go pretty much in my nursing career, I was looking for a way out because I knew there was something more for me still. And so I moved around a lot in the nursing field, um, just you know, exploring different areas of nursing to see if I could find something that felt like a fit for me. And it never, ever, ever, ever did. And there were times in my life when I had, this was like one time I decided to move um, closer to my family. And so I sold my house, I quit my job and I didn't have anywhere, I didn't have anywhere to go. So I was living with family for a little while, um, just, you know, waiting for the things to come along, thinking I was going to build a business, but couldn't really get my feet off the ground with that. And, uh, and then, you know, one thing turns into the next and, and eventually I have, I need more money. Right. And oh, yeah. so, so what happens then? Well, what happened for me is that I end up getting sucked back into the very, to the nursing career, because that's how I know how to make money. And yeah. that's how I know yeah. how to make good money too. Mm-hmm. And, and there were other things that I could have done, but like going back to school, wasn't very attractive to me. Um, and, and I'm like, well, why would I spend eight hours of my day, you know, making $10 an hour when I could spend eight out, you know, 12 hours of my day making almost $30 an hour. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> if I'm going to have to go have a job, then, then this feels like the place to be. So, I found myself in that kind of situation, like where I, I was at a, a free place and I could have gone anywhere and done anything that I wanted to do, um, but just really stuck, not knowing how to move forward or exactly what that was. And, and like I said, knowing even that I wanted to start a business, but it's like, well, what am I doing in that? What do I really have to offer people? All of those kinds of things. Right. And um, I think... Yeah. So around career for me was a big one and just feeling like I couldn't get away from this thing that I'd gone to school for and that it didn't make sense. And, and, you know, it's irresponsible and not logical for me to do something else when I've already got a job that I can make really good money doing. Yeah. But I, I was did not have a passion for that um, at all. I felt, yeah, very disconnected, very, um, underutilized and, and undervalued in bringing what I felt like were really my talents were just not uh, highlighted in that work. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's very similar to what I was saying in as much as 
you you felt like your life wasn't your own almost you didn't even yeah. you didn't belong in your own life yes absolutely and and that would be something that you would hear me say frequently like i i just don't feel like who i really am uh well i just don't feel like my life is a reflection of who i really am right what's happening out there does not seem to match what's happening, what's in here. And so I, like I said, I just, a lot of chasing. And I mean, and this even played like blood over into relationships and stuff because Mm -hmm. I was looking for any and every, every way to satisfy this feeling that there's more for me. So maybe it means, you know, being married, maybe it means having children and there were struggles for me um, with fertility. And, uh, and so, you know, that didn't happen. And, and I've been in one, you know, been married and divorced twice now. And, um, and it's, and that also has been part of the chasing, trying to satisfy this feeling of more inside of me. And it just, nothing was working mm-hmm. and yet something had to change. Yeah. Do you know what? It's making me realize actually that the key thing for me at the time, the real pain of it all was that, you know, in starting to ask my, even once I'd realized that, you know, I have to do something about this. And then you set off on the journey of trying to make the changes, right? Even once you've been, you're resolute about making those changes, you set off in that direction. You might even have an idea where you're going, right? You might have an idea where you're headed for with you. You say it, it might have, a, it might have one day looked like relationships. It might have looked like a different job. It might have looked like all sorts of things. Um, yeah. And it does. It looks like all sorts of things on the surface for, all, for every different person. It's different. But in setting off in that direction, in trying to satisfy that feeling of more, the pain for me was it was as though I could never reach the thing I was headed for. It was like constantly aiming at a moving target. It was like, and even if I did get there, it was not what I expected when I got there. So therefore, right. it feels like I've ended up in a completely different place than where I intended to be. So it's like, well, I'm still not there yet. So then you continue chasing and you continue chasing. And then something else shiny in the distance glimmers <laughs> and attracts you, you yeah. know, and, and, and off you go again and again. And then, you know, I found myself like deep in debt through all of this chasing, through all of this pursuing the latest big idea, you know. And I'll tell you one of the worst things for me as well, actually, Tiff, was um, realising that having done that a few times, how it made me feel in terms of the the people closest to me. Like, I I become acutely aware of my fear of being judged for this person who's you know the grass is always greener you're always chasing something you'll never settle down why don't you just grow up and just be happy with what you've got you know right and and to be clear that's not what people were saying to me that's how I felt I was perceived by others um but at the time I probably would have blamed other people and said that's how they're looking at me um but it was like I, I became like very aware that I was now this person that was constantly jumping around from thing to thing. And it was like the boy who cried wolf, you know, that's how I felt. It was like, it was like, Oh, okay. So you say you're going to go and do this thing now. Right. Okay. Good luck. Yeah. With that. Good luck with that. Let's see how this one goes. Does this, does this not remind you of the last thing you tried? 
you know, right. and, and this again, just to say, this isn't what people were saying to me, but this mm-hmm. is how I felt in the eyes of others. And I, w- I became frozen and stuck. It was like I couldn't move because I knew that whatever I did, it got to the point where I knew whatever I did wasn't going to work because it was exactly the same as the last thing really that I'd tried. But at the same time, I I couldn't sit still because I wasn't happy where I was. And so I I was stuck in this impossible place, you know? Yeah. You keep feeling the pull. You just have to keep going as soon as you want to give up and throw in the towel and just say, this isn't working. And this is just the way life is for me. Mm. Um, you still feel called and there's still more and you can't not at least acknowledge that that's there for you. And so the next thing comes up and you're like, Oh, maybe, maybe like if I get a certification in this, then, Mm. then I'll have some, I'll have something of value to offer people so that I can, um, follow my calling, whatever that is. (laughs) And I really, really get the, the feeling judged by other people too, because, and then that puts you in a place of, well, I have this really exciting thing going on in my life, but I'm afraid to share it with anybody because of all the exciting things that I've shared with people and they never worked out. So, so you begin judging yourself for that kind of stuff. And then that doesn't work either because you're, isolating yourself right you're isolating yourself from people yeah and um you know as much as we like to tell ourselves that that we're independent and we have to do these things alone we can't that's why that doesn't work as well we need to do this together um and and so if we're excited about something then we, we need to have a space to share that as well. We can't just keep it all quiet and until yeah. we've made a success of it before we share. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, absolutely. yeah that's, I, I that's no very, way forward. It isn't. You're absolutely right. Like, I became so aware that like, I cannot do this without my partner and my children and my family by my side. It's like, I can't live this life where my family is separate to what I'm creating for myself because that's what I've been trying to get away from is this feeling of separation between me and what I do. There's my work life and then there's me. It's yeah. like, no, but, but now I found myself in a situation where I'm chasing stuff. It's like now I found myself in a situation where there's my family life and what I'm trying to create. It's like there's still this division between who I am and what I'm up to, what I'm basically who I am and, and what my life looks like. And, right. and, and, and what I was asking myself was what is it that has me continuously chasing after things and then then move away from me? It's like when I move, it moves, you know, it's like when mm-hmm. I move forward, it moves forward. So it's like, I felt like a donkey chasing a carrot. <laughs> You know, it's like constantly being dangled in front of me. And I started to feel like a, a bit of a, a bit of an ass, you know, a bit of a donkey yeah. myself. You know, that's how I started to feel. I felt like a bit of a failure for never following through because Absolutely. I would never, never reach that thing that I was after. And yet I couldn't stop. I, it kept calling me like you were saying a minute ago. Yeah. What was it, though? What what was it that was sabotaging this stuff for me? Because there's people in the world that get the life they want. 
or it mm -hmm. would appear so, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it would appear so in such a way that had me believe firmly that that's possible for me. Right. And I was like, no, this has to be possible for me. There's no way that I'm any different to anybody else. Yeah. If someone else can do it, I can do it. And I need to find out what on earth it is that's sabotaging my results. What is it that's getting me the results I'm getting? And, right. you know, what this, this is leads us into the space, isn't it? That, you know, when we came into each other's space, when we, when we met, oh, I don't know, what was that like three years ago now? Something yeah, probably. Yeah. About three years ago, I think when, when yeah. we, met, we met properly in, in Austin, Texas, didn't we? Mm -hmm. Funny enough. Yes. And, and from that point forward, when we spoke, we realized we had something in common, didn't we? Yes. And you know, we've, we've had to take a, a good look at our lives over those past three years, haven't we? And, and since being in touch and um, we've, we've had to do, ask ourselves the question, what is it that we need the most in supporting us to live the life that we really want? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I don't know if you can speak into a little bit more about how that's, you know, how that's developed. I mean, you know, like, what do you feel was what we needed the most to begin with, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to connect with um, back to exactly what that looked like. And I, there is, um, I think the first thing that's coming up for me, and I, I feel like this was happening um, for us separately before we came together to, mm. uh, to create a business together, but yeah. um, it was like the first step really felt to me, like just beginning to acknowledge even more so that there was something more for me and, and that what I was doing wasn't it and um, creating the space for this thing that was within me to emerge and reveal itself to me. Uh, and there was a lot of things that played Sorry, can I just ask, at that point, though, you didn't know what that looked like, right? No, I had no idea what that looked like. Because I, I mean, you're saying only vaguely. That. I'll say vaguely. I vaguely felt like I knew what the direction was, right. but, it, but right. exactly what that looked like or how all of that was going to come together, I really didn't know. I really didn't know. And I, I think um, that just speaks to the value of us being in more and more communication you know, moving forward and, and having these conversations with each other that, and, and us just being committed to, um, to having the conversation, I think that began to create a space for this thing that was within both of us to emerge. Yeah. And yeah. yeah is there something else that you wanted to add to that or say? Yeah. Well, I think for, like from my perspective, there was something that I knew was going on in me that was creating the results I was getting. Yeah. And the reason I say I, I knew it was me it was because in all of the, in all of the different things I was trying, the one common element was me. Same. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now exactly. that, that isn't to say that I was blaming myself or, or, or feeling that I was, useless although sometimes i did feel a little bit like that but in the yeah. main i kept myself 
in a place of believing in myself and saying, no, this has to be possible for me. I will get there. Right mm-hmm. now, but it's still, it, it was undeniable that the common factor in all of this was me. Right. Because I tried so many different things. Right. Right. So it, it was like, um, I just basically had to start asking myself the question, you know, here I am, I'm setting off on a journey to get to a place. Right. And there it is. I'm plotting where I want to be out there somewhere in the world or, or you know, in, yep. in, in my mind, at least even I'm plotting yep. this place, this destination where it is. I feel I want to go, even if it's a vague inclination, like you're talking about of what direction you might want to head. And I'm not getting there. Why is that? If right. I'm clear on the direction, if I'm, or if even I've got an idea of the direction I'm heading and as soon as I set off, it changes. Why is that? Now, what right. I've started to realize, especially when, when I think we both started to realize at the same time in having these conversations together, um, was that what, what the problem was, not where, what we were setting our destination. The problem was we didn't, we weren't actually clear on where it was we were starting from. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can imagine yourself on a map, right? If you, like you say, if you plot that destination, it's absolutely useless knowing what that destination is if you don't know where on that map you're starting from. So if you're, yeah. if you think you're starting from over here and you have to get to over here, but you're actually starting from over there, you set off in one direction and of course you're not going to reach your destination. So yeah. the point is, it's about, it's clearly understanding where you're starting from, but what is it we mean about that? You know, what is it we actually mean about being clear where we're starting from? And, and what I'm saying that was for me personally was uncovering who it was I was really being in my life. Right. Because something I've come to learn for myself through my own experience is that the quality of my experience is only ever a direct reflection of who it is I'm choosing to be, right? Right. And and at the time, it didn't feel like I was choosing to be anything. I was just being driven by this feeling of more. Right. Right? So, you know, who was it that I was being that was getting me the results I was getting? Right. And, you know, you know yourself, right? When we started asking ourselves those questions and we we were taking a good honest (laughs) look, it's not pretty. Right, we started digging. It's not no, pretty, it's not yeah. pretty. It's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. And I think, you know, as much as um, I think both of us probably felt like we'd done the work, we've done the work up to this point. Yes, um, there, <laughs> there is a way that we're still skipping over this part, right? And um, and not actually taking a look at who we're being in in these in our life that's getting us the results that we don't want right um and getting really really honest with ourselves about about what that is it's uh you know, it's, it's, was a, like a lot of skimming the surface. I feel like before then it's like, well, 
I'm doing all of these things, right? I'm, I am putting, I am putting myself out there. I'm trying this. I'm trying that. I'm mm. trying to, I'm trying. I mean, that's like indicative right there. I'm trying this and I'm trying, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying all of these things and, and nothing, and nothing is really working. And where we have uncovered the key for ourselves really is, is diving deeper and getting really honest um, to the point of ourselves, right? These disempowering, limiting beliefs, this inner talk that I'm hoping that you can still hear me. Yeah, you, you, um, you're, you're good. You're good. Limiting. Am belief. I breaking up? No, you're good. Limiting beliefs. Okay. Yes. So these, these um, limiting beliefs and these voices that we have in our head that are, I've kind of lost where I was going with that <laughs> now, but um, the stuff that's, that's holding us back, yeah. that's, that's happening on the inside. That's telling us all the reasons. Anyway, I'm going to let you pick it up from there because I did lose where I was going with that a little bit. No, that's fine. No, I appreciate that. It's um, with, with that, like, it's like the question of asking who am I being in my life that's getting me the results I'm getting. Well, right there, there's responsibility in that. It just in asking that question. Mm. Right. I know where I was going now. I well, come I'll, back. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you carry on. I'll let you carry on then, please. Yeah. So, um, it's we're aware there there's a certain level of the voices in our head that we're aware of. And and in having this conversation with you and and I mean even developing a process to take ourselves through to to uncover what's below that what I what I see and and what I get out of it every time is that there is a level of conversation there's a level of the voice that's beneath what I'm conscious of. And that thing is running my life. That thing is, um, is informing every decision that I make. That thing is informing all the choices and, and it's, and it's below the consciousness. It's, Mm. um, yeah, I'm not even aware that that is running in the background and until, you know, we've had these conversations and, and we've helped each other uncover this for ourselves. Yeah. And you know, you know why I found out that that was running in the background. The reason that's running in the background and I'm not aware of that running in the background is because I've never looked. Right. Up until, up until that point, I had never looked. And if you don't look, you won't find. Right. Right. Now, and that's just the thing. We like to sugarcoat things. We like to sugarcoat the dissatisfaction in our life. Oh, yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm not really, you know, I'm just thinking of a good, of a good example. Um, you know, I'm not really happy with my relationship, but, but, you know, <laughs> this reminds me of what Kyle C says all the time, actually. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm not really happy in this relationship, but I get, but I get good insurance. You know, so it's fu- it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll just hang yeah. out with this because I wouldn't want to be without the good insurance. Mm. And um, and that's and that's what we do. Mm. It's it's um, or maybe just, it's something that we say we're doing. It, you know, 
yeah, I, I don't really, um, maybe to take the re- relationship example, it's like, yeah, I'm not really happy in this relationship. But to be honest, we don't have to spend that much time together because I'm always out with my friends anyway. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, yeah, but there's this thing in your life that's a big part of your life that you're just putting up with, you know, and it's like, right. and, and, you're, and, and then we, we choose to ignore that thing that we're just putting up with. And it's like a drain on our energy and a drain on our resources. And we're just settling for some kind of compromised version of what we could be. And, and the thing is, right, right, that's taking up space. That's taking up space for something else that could be there instead. That's really the key point, isn't it? And I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other thing that's coming up for me is just really thinking about, um, you know, there's this idea that we're just here to be happy. (laughs) you're just here to be happy and i think this is why the sugar coating happens yeah right right um so and and so and there's something there's something wrong about sharing your dissatisfaction or saying that you're dissatisfied in any way at all anyway because we're all just supposed to be happy Mm. so we do that to ourselves yeah and that's um, exactly like what i found when i was unhappy with my life but everything on the surface looked like I had everything and I felt really bad for wanting more. So therefore I stopped myself from finding out what that more was because I was saying, no, you should be happy. Be grateful for what you've got. You ungrateful so-and-so. That's <laughs> the story that was going on in my head, you know, so you're, you're right. spot on. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. And we sugarcoat it. We, we pretend that it's okay. Right. Because it's, we pretend that it's okay. We do. We, we just and pretend so this- that it's okay. And, and, and because, you know, and as a result, we, we fail, or should I say we refuse to look at what it, take, what it takes to um, shift that because it's deeply uncomfortable because it means making some changes. It means changing. It is really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable, yeah. And, you know, it's that. And when you, when you go into, sorry. <laughs> go for it. Go on. Please. I was just going to say, when you go into that space, again, this is going back to, there's a level of, of it that you're aware of, and then there's something below that. And the only way that you're going to get to what is actually driving your life is to intentionally take a look and, mm. and be really honest with what's coming up for you mm. in doing that. Uh, and and every every time that we've done this, Andy... I, um, you know, I get emotional and I think, I think every time going into it that, um, oh, like, you know, I, 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 I understand this well enough now and, and I'm knowing myself better and better, like more and more, um, that surely (laughs) there's not something so dark hiding below the surface and every time i find what is so dark hiding below the surface and it is mean and nasty Mm -hmm. and um completely heartbreaking more than more than again the thoughts that i'm aware that i'm having the self-talk that i'm aware that i'm having there's there's something deeper and darker and nastier underneath that and when you get present to what that is um what, what i feel like is actually things begin to make more sense um yeah, i do you, you begin to yes understand 
Well, and, and also really see yourself, really see yourself, not yourself as in who you really are, but just really see um, what's, again, what's been driving your life yeah. that, and getting you the results that you don't want. Um, so we like to refer to this as the secret identity, right? Because it's hiding under the surface and it's only going to be found if you intentionally go looking for it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was, it's great that you just brought that in saying we, you know, this is what we call is the secret identity. And another reason that we call it that is because the fact of the matter is that what we we've also discovered Tiffany in it, that this isn't who we really are. Right. This is, this is, who we've identified ourselves with in some kind of false way. And it's, it's, it's kind there's an innocence about it, but um, it doesn't mean that if you, sorry, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that once you discover this part of your identity, this hidden part of your identity, that this false idea of how you, how you um, define yourself, it's like, you can't mm -hmm. unsee it, right? right? And it's like that's the part then when you have to take notice because if then you choose to look away, then, of course, that's willful ignorance. You're no longer in the realm of innocence. There's no responsibility in that. You would only have yourself to blame because when you um, were speaking about things start to make more sense when you uncover the secret identity, the part of your identity that's been getting you these results, it's like, yeah, they do match. Once you realize this insidious part of the identity that is infecting everything you do because it's, it follows you everywhere you go because it's in yeah. your being, right? Once you recognize that, you can totally match that up and say, oh, right, so that's why this was going on. That's why that didn't work. And it's basically a false identification of self. It's like there's, it's a creation and a programming of conditioning that has been placed within our being that is not who we are right it who we truly are in a way they're like a circumstance but who we are is not our circumstances who we are is who we are in response to our circumstances you know so it, yeah. it, once we can separate ourselves from this part of our identity that's been getting us the broken results then we can take responsibility for it and begin to make different choices because it's only in that gap between the brokenness and who we really are that we actually get to make a choice. Mm -hmm. now, that gap is the space where we get to make a different choice of a different way of being that is going to get us a different result. And that might mean that's probably going to look like taking different action as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to look like taking different action. Yeah. I, you know, because you're talking about there being a way of being. So there is a way of being um, that is, is the secret identity's way of being. And, and it's in that way of being that is getting you the results again that you don't want. Mm -hmm. So, now, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought up the separation because that was the very next thing that was coming up for me, um, is, is in, in allowing yourself to look, then you can begin to separate yourself from that identity, yeah. from that personality, mm -hmm. right? From the secret identity 
because because you can begin to recognize that that is not who you are Mm -hmm. and that who you are is something that I, I think that everybody is connected to in some way. And that's why you and I both felt like there was, there was a discord, right? A disparity between who we really are and what was happening in our lives because the secret identity was driving our lives and getting us the results that we didn't want. And there's still this connection to who we really, really are, but also not being able to stand strong in what that was either. Mm-hmm. Because there's there are these blurred lines that were happening before, right? But now, if you go in and actually look, you can really begin to untangle that and separate those mm-hmm. to be two different things: who yeah. I really am, and and then the secret identity. Right. I mean, if you if you take one one example for anybody watching or listening that that you might be able to understand that separation is like if any anybody's ever um, done any kind of meditation, you know, we're when we're when we're observing our thoughts or observing our feelings, then you know we're 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 now the observer of our thoughts and feelings. We're not our thoughts and feelings. And if I'm looking at the secret identity, then I'm not the secret identity, right? I'm the one observing the secret identity. Who I am is the one that is, isn't the secret identity. Who I am is the observer of the secret identity. So I'm no longer it. There's this separation. So, and the separation is created by observing it. It's, by, it's just created quite naturally by taking a good, honest look. And and I think the key the key point there is to is to point out that nothing's wrong, mm-hmm. right? That is a key point because only in understanding that all this is is something you're looking at. It doesn't mean anything about you at all. It's just you're looking at this thing that's no longer you, and there's nothing wrong. You're just observing this entity that is getting you the results you're getting, and you're like taking a, an honest matter of fact look at just what's there yeah right and yeah and and not being drawn into a reaction to try and get rid of it or fix it or change it but just observe what's going on as it is in plain sight without trying to manipulate or change it yeah and then once you see it for what it is only then can you take responsibility for it or should mm-hmm. I say, take responsibility for how you're going to be about it or to it or around it or in response to it? Because that's right. responsibility. Is The meaning of the word responsibility is your ability to respond, right? Ability doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with blame. Ability is, is an empowering, sorry, responsibility is an empowering thing. It's yeah. our ability to respond. So in being honest about what's actually there. We, we empower ourselves with the ability to respond. We take responsibility. We all have the shadow side, right? Yeah. We all have the shadow side. And um, the, I think the other I, concept, idea, or way that I would word that really is that in, in being able to see it, now you can own it mm. instead of it owning you. Yeah. Now you can own it. And yeah. that is a completely different place to operate from. 
mm-hmm. a completely different place. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why there's nothing wrong, yes. right? Yes. But you can, because you can own this and this adds, it's all part of your life experience. Mm-hmm. This, this is a value add to you rather than making yourself wrong or beating yourself up for the choices that you've made in your life or for who you've been being that has been getting you the results that you don't want. Because it's, it's information and with, and with information, you can, you have access to doing something about it. Go ahead. Right. Now I was just going to say, because that beating yourself up is the secret identity Mm -hmm. and that's how it tricks us. It tricks us into it's, it does such a good impersonation that it actually tricks us into thinking that we are it. And that's what it feeds on. It feeds on smoke and mirrors and lies. It is brokenness to its core. And that's why it's getting us the broken results that we're getting in our life. It is, it is a sick and twisted, broken mess. And it is not who we are. And it doesn't mean anything about us. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that it's there. It is just the manifestation of brokenness. And it's okay because who we yeah. are is our response to that. We are not the brokenness. We are our response to it, to that or whatever goes on. Right. Which really leads us into the second part that we began to, to yeah. develop for ourselves really to, un- to unravel, which is, um, and I think we can we can bring this in now, actually, which is designing or or leaning into um, your super identity. So this is this is what is um, like connecting with the possibility of who you really are, yeah. allowing yourself to um, allowing yourself to connect with that is what I really feel to say because it's reminding me of what I was sharing earlier. You know, there's this feeling of more. And how much did we did we make ourselves wrong for having that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. How much did we make ourselves wrong for wanting to pursue things other than what was on the checklist for us to check off? Mm-hmm. Personalities rules. Everyone else's expectations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we have this thing over here that says, this is what your life should look like. And this is what's going to fulfill you and make you happy. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at all those things and going through all the motions. And we're like, we're not happy. We're not happy. Check, check. We're still not happy. (laughs) And there's this other thing. We say, then we say, we've got to the bottom of the list. And then we say, oh, so there must be something wrong with me. Yes. (laughs) But no, that's not working either. Right. So then we, so what is the solution? So rather than, as you were saying, rather than, identifying with the secret identity you know we have to have an identity we have to we have to operate in the world you know the personality part of us isn't going away but how about we have the personality work for us rather than us work for the personality you know and if you look at like the 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 story of like superheroes for instance you know this is how we we equate this the the super the superhero always has, has their nemesis right so the nemesis is the secret identity, if you like, that brokenness that, you know, like let's say, for instance, the Joker, that's a dark, messed up figure, right? That just carries around bitter bitterness and twistedness and evil doing everywhere they go, right? So, and then there's the super identity, the personality that stands for a much more empowering possibility. 
Um, and and it's an expression of who you really are right into the world. Right. So through, through like the super identity is um, because like you said, the personality isn't going away. The mind isn't going away. It's part of our human experience. So what we want to do is integrate the personality with who we really are so that who we really are is being expressed into the world. Um, anyway, go ahead. I just love that part. <laughs> no, 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 sure. So the, the super identity is, is basically something that we created as a response to discovering what the secret identity is up to. Right. So it's a direct response. It's an answer. It's a call and response situation. So, um, and when I say it's a response, it means it's a, it's the appropriate response to whatever we find. Now, everybody finds something different when they take a good, honest look at what's been getting them the results they've been getting. Um, but essentially, it's it, it it's a disempowering experience to take to take that look. You know, to, to, to understand what's been getting you the, the messy results you've been getting. But then to then create a persona to operate from that is the antithesis, the antidote to that way of being that gets you the results you actually do want in your life. That, you know, that carrot being dangled in front and of feels- the that I was talking about, the carrot in front of the donkey. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's no longer the carrot mm-hmm. and the donkey. There is just you on the map. You now know exactly where you're starting from because you've uncovered that secret identity. And, the, and, the, and then there's the place to go to, the goal. Now, the goal on the map, the destination, mm-hmm. if you like, is what we refer to as the super identity because the super identity is, is the goal. It's this, it's this person you envisage yourself as being. Who is it you want to be in your life, you know? And, and who is it that you feel connected as who you really are? Because for me, yeah. there was always, there was always um, some connection to what that was. Yeah. There was always some kind of connection to, to who, because if I didn't have some kind of connection to who, who I really was, then I, there wouldn't be dissatisfaction in my life. Totally. Totally. You know, that feeling of more. So, right. Mm. I wouldn't have had the feeling of more. There wouldn't have been the disparity. Uh, and, and therefore I wouldn't have been dissatisfied. Right. <laughs> so, so there is an, an element of knowing what that is, but the, the super identity is about leaning into that and allowing yourself to explore the possibility of what that is. And you were talking about a goal. So we see a goal as a place to come from, not a place to get to. Yeah. And then like, this is bleeding into the next episode of, of this podcast. Um, but I'll let you, you know, speak into that any more that you want. And then I feel like we're getting to a good place. Yeah, sure. So it really, when you say that the super identity is an expression of who we really are, it's a, it's the, it's the goal. It's the place to come from rather than the place to get to. Right. So, okay. If who we are is the place to come from rather than the place to get to, does that not suggest that we already are who we want to be? Does that not suggest yes. that we already are whole and complete? Does that not right. say to us that, okay, we've already got everything we, we already need. We, so we already have everything we could ever need. Right. And I think that's why I was saying allowing, right? Because you are, you are already 
all of that. It's you have access to it all, but it's about allowing yourself to explore and lean into and live from that place, which I think many of us um, have prevented ourselves from doing over the years. Right. Now, the, the very act of chasing fulfillment, the very act of looking for, film, for fulfillment outside of yourself has you never, ever looking at where fulfillment actually is. Where fulfillment actually is, is here, right here, right now. I am already enough. Yep. No, it's and but it's having that living as your everyday living experience rather than just saying it. It's about what does it take to actually have that experience. So you have to allow yourself to, as you were saying, explore the conversation of what it means to already be everything you ever dreamt of, to yeah. already be the success that you're looking for. You know, and yes. when you see yourself as the success that you've always been looking for. Well, then you can actually then go out into the world and create whatever you want. Because the point is, you've already run, you've all, already won the game. You're already yeah. the success you've been looking for. So anything you do is value add, right? And, and it's like you, you're going out into the world just seeing yourself as a success already. So you're way more likely, it will, if not, it's inevitable actually, that you will end up being where you want to be. Because you're already where you want to be. So wherever yep. you go, you're always where you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good solution, right? That's a fail-safe solution. That's a no-lose situation. It's, it's so much about allowing ourselves to go there. It's so much about allowing ourselves to go there. Mm. Um, and, and being able to separate ourselves from, from who we've seen ourselves at, as externally because that's the way things are playing out in our lives right um and and yes untangling untangling the secret from the super identity yes and um and that is that is what gives you access to this mm. so um yeah everything that we're sharing here is really is related to pillar one of the polaris game and which is your secret identity versus your super identity, the name of this episode. <laughs> and, um, and then, like I was saying before, we're really beginning to touch on the next, the next piece, which is creating and playing your game. So once you have, once you've been able to untangle this and, and you have a better idea of who you need to be in order to get the results that you want to get, now the next piece is creating and playing a game that will have you doing just that. Yeah. Because the goal is a place to come from rather than a place to get to, right? Yeah, it's, it's creating a game that will, you, that will support you in being who you want to be. On a daily basis. And yeah, that's very much the, the next step of the conversation. Yeah. So if do you if you have anything else to add here, Andy? Um, no, I think that's a really great place we, to, 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 end, to end for this one, I feel. And I've, I've really enjoyed talking up. about this, actually. Yeah, it has been. It always is, it always is a good time yeah. <laughs> when we hang out. Um, <laughs> so I... 
we're again, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We will continue this conversation in the next episode mm-hmm. of follow the calling, where we'll speak more into um, cre- creating and playing your game, which is pillar two of the Polaris game. Mm. And, and creating something that will get you the results you actually want, right? <laughs> Absolutely. This is, that is also going to be a very, very fun conversation. So make sure that um, you stick around for that. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Tiff. See you there. Thank you, Andy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for showing up for yourself and exploring this space with us. We are a stand for you to follow your calling, whatever that might be. Be sure to subscribe. And if you're interested in playing with the concepts that we share in this space, we'd encourage you to go to thepolarisgame.com forward slash play and grab our free training. And you can also find that link in the show notes.